Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. Welcome back from summer vacation. I hope you had the chance to relax a little this summer and are ready for the start of another school year, opera season, or just for fall to begin. On today's episode, we'll be talking with Felice Venanzoni, the Studienleiter or head coach at Oper Frankfurt here in Germany. Since he's made a specialty of early music through bel canto, I thought it was appropriate to focus on Italian recitative with him, with texts from Don Giovanni. You can find a link to an online libretto of Don Giovanni at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. But first, in honor of the start of the school year, here is my theme, How I Spent My Summer. I spent part of my summer traveling around to several different American summer programs here in Austria and Germany, and I had so much fun getting to know lots of young singers and pianists and some terrific teachers, some of whom I'd known for years, others that I just met. There were a lot of excellent questions that came up, and I'll try to touch on all of them over the coming weeks, starting with the topic, how to learn a song, aria, or opera quickly and very securely. Now this isn't a secret or even anything I developed on my own. I first heard this set of rules from Larry Marietta, who at the time was the diction teacher and coach at Carnegie Mellon University. And I've been hearing variations on this theme from many different teachers over the past 20 years, but the core rules are always the same. I'll quickly go over the rules here, but I'll post a more complete explanation on the website. Now I kept saying this summer that there are six steps, but there are really seven. Step one, text alone, with no rhythm, with no music. Write the text out, translate it, IPA it if necessary, monologue it by memory in the original language and in your own language. Step two, notes without rhythm. Just learn the notes in order on a random vowel, find the shape of the line, figure out where the toughest passages are, and use them as a vocalese. Step three, rhythm alone. Be sure that you find the little things that often get missed, pick-up notes that are sometimes eighths, sometimes quarters, where the stressed beats are in the phrase, where the dotted notes are actually double-dotted, and pay attention to extra markings that the composer uses, tenuto dashes, staccato markings, accents. Step 4, the text in rhythm. Try to suit your monologue to the rhythm that you worked out. If it's from a good composer, it should fit together easily. And if you've been paying attention to those extra markings, try to figure out what those have to do with the text. Step 5. Notes in rhythm. Again, paying attention to those markings, staccati, accents. Since you've worked out the vocalism of it already, you just need to fit that into the time constraints of the rhythm and then make music out of it. Step 6. Words and music with no rhythm. This is really your chance to slow it all down and figure out how the vowels fit into the vocal line and work out the problem areas. I can't stress enough, take this step slow so that you're sure that you've worked everything out before step seven, which is, of course, everything together, words, rhythm, and music. If you've done all of these steps, you'll have the piece memorized by the time you've learned it and it worked out most of the technical issues before they ever came up. Like I said, I learned these rules when I was young and I really never thought twice about them at the time. But when you know that music and language are on opposite sides of the brain, and that the brain can't actually process them both at the same time, it only makes sense to split them up. At first it might seem longer to break things apart like this, but try it. You'll find that in the end it's much faster and much more secure than just plowing through and trying to sing everything at once. 
But that's enough of sermonizing for today. Let's get to some Italian. Our first text is not the usual aria, but rather the recitative before La ci darem la mano in Don Giovanni. Almost everyone ends up singing this duet on concerts, sopranos and mezzos and baritones and bass baritones alike. The recitative before it demonstrates so many important Italian rules, but often gets rushed through just to get to the duet. So here we focus only on the recitative. We take this over the summer at the Salzburger Festspiel, so you will hear someone in the background practicing a lot of the time. And once in a while you'll hear the techies rolling set pieces around outside the door. I'm really sorry for the distraction, but I do hope you can overlook it. Al fin sian liberati, zerlinetta gentil, da quel scioccone. Che ne dite mio ben so far pulito? Signore e mio marito. Chi? Colui. Vi par che un onestuomo, un nobil cavalier, come io mi vanto, possa soffrir che quel visetto d'oro, quel viso inzuccherato, da un bifolcaccio vil sia strapazzato. Ma, signore, io gli diedi parola di sposarlo, tal parola non vale un zero. Voi non siete fatta per essere paesana. Un'altra sorte vi procuran quegli occhi bricconcelli, quei labbretti sibelli, quelle di tucce candide e odorose, parmi toccar giuncata e fiutar rose. Non vorrei, che non vorreste? Al fine ingannata restar, io so che è raro con le donne, voi altri cavalieri siete onesti e sinceri. È un'impostura della gente plebea, la nobiltà ha dipinta negli occhi l'onestà. Orsù, non perdiamo tempo, in questo istante io ti voglio sposar. Voi, certo, io. Quel casinetto è mio. Soli saremo, e là, gioiello mio, ci sposeremo. That was Felice Benantoni reading the recitative before La Tirarem la Mano in Don Giovanni. And I thought we'd start with some of the, the sort of common endings with open and closed E's and O's. And I think they're all pretty much closed in this one, right? Right. Zerlinetta. Zerlinetta. So Zerlinetta. when you make her a small zerlina. So small zerlina is always closed. <laughs> <laughs> and we find that again. Visetto. Yeah, quel visetto. Vezzeggiativo in Italian called. Vezzeggiativo to make it more beautiful. And itto. It is always closed. Yeah. Easy to remember. So the real word would be. Viso. And, then to, and then to make it smaller. Visetto. Exactly. Not visetto. Like in my land, I mean, the correct Italian is itto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we also, in the very first sentence, have... Scioccone. One. That's the contrary, not make it bigger. Exactly. There's a couple of ways to make things bigger. Scioccone. Accio is another ending. Uh, yeah, peggiorativo. I mean, the contrary of making beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> making... To make it worse. Viso visaccio. Oh. Voce, vociaccia. <laughs> voce, vocetta. Not closed. Ah, oh, but yeah. scioccone just makes it larger without saying... Scioccone is a sciocco, I mean, so, someone not, not really intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that's kind of sim- simpatico. And the only <laughs> makes, it, makes it a bigger sciocco, a, a bigger sciocco. More, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And another, then, okay, then the other one that we have right at the beginning is, is the O-R-E ending. Ore. Ore. Yeah. And we find that in pretty much any word about a man. Right. Any job that someone does. Comes everyone from signore. Mm -hmm. In Bohem, pittore. Il pittore, il dottore. Dottore. <laughs> no, dottore, intraviata. And all of those, all that O-R-E's always closed O. Yes. I'm sure you can find some uh, eccezione, yeah. but some, because it's Italian, you know, we find always a way to escape from those, but that's <laughs> not in this case, right? Okay, then I wanted to ask you too about Z's. Oh. Yeah, talk Z. to us about Z's. Z, well, you know, for sure there is some rules. Mm -hmm. I don't know them. <laughs> uh, all the time different. Yeah. In this duet we get a lot of the voiced Z's, right? Her name? The name Zerlina. Always voiced. Always voiced. Yeah. Even if in the, in the, in the German country they tend to say Zerlina. Mm. It's Zerlina. Okay. Zerlina and Mazetto. And Mazetto is also sh closed E then. Oh yeah. Exactly <laughs> like zer, zer, uh, Zerlinetta. <laughs> but, but we have Zucchero, the famous word, the sweetest word in Italian, but with a not sweet Z. <laughs> <laughs> so an unvoiced, unvoiced TS sugar. Zucchero. Right. Yeah. And in zuccherato in this case. Yeah. So even if it's in the middle of the word, it still comes from that root. Exactly. But we also have tal parole non vale un zero. Zero. A voiced, voiced Z in zero. And there's, yeah, I think you're right. There's, there's really no rules for the Zs. You just kind of have to know them and look them up. Mm, yes. My suggestion. You can try to learn the rules, but it's too complicated. I also wanted to ask you about diphthongs. We don't, they don't have diphthongs like Americans have diphthongs that we always say, I, I did this, I went there, day, that we always have these. They're actually written out. And we have words like the plural of you, voi. Perfetto. Grazie. <laughs> and it's really two vowel sounds, right? Two vowel sounds. Voi. Voi. So you really get to hear both of them. Right after then, io ti voglio sposar, then Zerlina says, voi. And I think as Americans or as English speakers, we tend to say voi and make it very quick. But we got to hear both of them, right? Yes, voi. And really think closed O, I. Yes, but most of them, why is low? Because you are surprised. So when you are surprised, when you are excited, when you are you go in another direction, I mean, so as low as possible to give a surprise. Voi? Mm -hmm. Surprise in the other direction. Voi. But there's still two sounds. I mean, play with the speed. I think that you're on the radio. I don't see you. I just yeah. hear you. Mm -hmm. So give me the, the expression with, 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 just with your voice. Okay, for example, paesana, paesana. That we get both of those sounds. Yes. Yes, in the, in the same weight. That's interesting, for example, is not, uh, there's no accent on paesana. Yeah. So another reason to give both equal. Exactly equal. Lebea, uh, another one with accent, okay, we stress. Yeah, the, 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 the E. Where the accent e is, is the accent itself. Mm -hmm. But we keep place for the A. <laughs> yeah, they really both get their own sound, but we actually stress that A, that second A. Right. Don't forget, stressing doesn't mean just to make più forte, it's mm -hmm. to make it longer most of the time. When mm -hmm. you sing the, the P 
perigolo, the danger is to plebe, to, to cut too much the, the to make the, the second one too soft. Too soft, too soft. And that is not what we do when we speak. Right. Well, we are talking now of a recitativo secco. takes a lot from the text and from the way we speak and not the way you sing. Right. In an area, maybe I can sing a plebe. It makes only people that never when you speak. Because we never speak cutting the word so much. <laughs> yeah, you have to hear that last syllable to know Always. the end right. of the word. Exactly. Well, we also, not just a diphthong, but at the end of this, we have like four vowels in a row. <laughs> just before the duet starts. The famous gioiello. Gioiello. So we have, first of all, we have the G followed by the I, which makes it a soft J. Right. And a voice J. And then we have the I, which is really here just a J glide, going into E. Eh. Gioiello. Gioiello. So we have... Fantastic. We have three... <laughs> Steps. <laughs> exactly. Gioiello mio. Often you say gioiello mio, like ciao or stuff like this. Don't, don't. <laughs> Io, gioia. Yeah, what's, the, what's the, the right way? No gios? No, no e, no e. Ciao. So think always to ciao, that is written ci, ci, ao. Mm -hmm. But you, you don't hear the e. You don't stay, you, you slide. Away yeah. from the ciao. Well, and therefore, the Gio title character of this opera is... Giovanni, not Giovanni. <laughs> exactly, that's one of the things that makes me crazy when people say Giovanni. Giovanni, well, that's fine. Right. <laughs> I hope we stressed enough that the I in the combination G-I and C-I only serves to soften the consonant. It's something we had talked about with Andrea Sanguinetti before, but it always bears repeating. Like Felice said, think of the word ciao, which is spelled C-I-A-O, but we don't say ciao. We ignore the I and say ciao. Phonetically, you'd spell this T, the long squiggly S, bright A, and closed O. There are also a few things that I should say about secco recitativi. Secco recits are the ones accompanied only by the harpsichord, or cembalo in Germany, or sometimes by harpsichord and cello. They're always written in 4-4 four, four time because, well, because they're always written in 4-4 four, four time. And just like we all learned in our first music classes, in 4-4, four, four, beats 1 and 3 are the strongest. So when you're learning a recit, you want to look for the words that are on beats 1 and 3 and head for them. Our next text is Don Anna's second act aria, Non mi dir. We talked about secco recitativi, like the one we just heard, that are accompanied only by a harpsichord. The other type of recit is accompagnato. Accompagnato recitativi are accompanied by the orchestra, like this long recit before Non mi dir. Crudele, anno mio ben, troppo mi spiace allontanarti un ben che lungamente la nostra alma desia. Ma il mondo, oddio, oh non sedur la costanza del sensibil mio core, abbastanza per te mi parla amore. Non mi dir, bell'idol mio, che son io crudel con te. Tu ben sai quant'io t'amai, tu conosci la mia fe. 
Calma, calma il tuo tormento, se di duol non vuoi ch'io mora. Forse un giorno il cielo ancora sentirà pietà di me. That was Felice Venanzoni reading Non mi dir. And I'm just going to start right off by saying, tell us how to pronounce her name. Donna Anna. No glottals in the middle Donna of it. Donna Anna. Oh, no, please. <laughs> Donna Anna. <laughs> Good. And all the doubles, too. So we have lots of double oh, N's. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. then really a double A in the middle of it. Donna Anna. Donna Anna. Donna Anna. And actually, as you were reading it, I realized there are quite a few raddoppiamento in this, starting right at the beginning. Anno. Which we desperately need these two ends in anno, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you... Why? Ah, no, that's a bad word in Italian. <laughs> so we have to be sure to get ah, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we know that no is important. We also, there was another. Oddio, ma il mondo, oddio. The word dio is always double. So That's every time, addio, oddio. oddio. Perché dio sarà dio. Yeah, so dio always starts with a double d. Yes, easy to remember. <laughs> And I had a quite actually, two in the, in the arium. Tu ben, can we... Tu ben, tu ben sai, yes. che son io, se di duol, pietà di me. Yeah, so these are, these are all places where we can double that first yes. consonant. Yes, yes, yes. So it was really, it's one syllable, some of these one syllable words that end in a vowel, and also after the accent, is that right? Is that absolutely right? Every kind of accent, written accent. Yeah. Then you always double. Okay, so pietà di. Pietà di me, that's why it was sentirà pietà di me. Ah, so both of them even. Yes. Great. Sentirà pietà di me. It's easy, you, you consider a short vowel, uh, yeah, short vowels, and you yeah. jump immediately. To the next to consonant. The, right. We also have in this, no, I wouldn't, I don't want to say the reverse of the diphthongs, but we have words like io and desia. So although there's no accent on that I, the stressed syllable is still the I in that, right? Yes. And we were talking about this earlier, and I, I had said that I had learned to do this as a triplet. But I, you, had, you had another suggestion for that. Uh, the other suggestion is just, okay, normally the rules is to stress the, the, the vowels where the accent is. Mm -hmm. When you have just one diphthong, one syllable on one note, then do the contrary. Quite a, a syncope. Mio is not to be seen as mio, but mio, as you speak, or you, you put it equal, you give the same mio. So, that there, in if it's, so if, for instance, if it's a quarter note, then you would sing two eighth notes. Right, if you can. If it's a quarter with then. It's a dotted quarter. Dotted quarter, you use a, an eight for the first. For the stress, what would be the stressed syllable? For the stress, but it will be the shortest. Yeah. And the quarter for the other one. So, which is. Yeah, so instead of it being what would you, you would say, which is the Z, yeah, make the E longer, as right. you said, make the, the stress vowel longer, right. we would actually do just the opposite and sing that shorter so that the, other, so that the second syllable comes off of the beat. Right. So it's unstressed -er. Right. That's only when the composer wrote this, this diphthong on one note. If you find the Z and two notes, or even an appoggiatura, That's another stuff. Okay. And we, we fall in other rules, the rules right. of the appoggiatura, according to, you have to see the piece, the accompaniment, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just in the cases on one note, in okay. every secco. 
for example. Okay. Okay, so the opposite of our diphthongs, which is our glides, in the aria we have in this one sentence, se di duol non vuoi chi amore. Right? So how do you handle the glides then? Go straight through that glide or? Yes. Se di duol non vuoi chi amore. If, if you're in a secco, would be more difficult than here, where you're forced from the melody to, to organize. Mm-hmm. But my suggestion is keep this separated, keep this clear, that the audience can still understand what you say, and yeah. not the vocabulary. <laughs> what? <laughs> How many about? So that we basically we do still want to hear all three, like in voi, we want to hear all three of them, right? Yeah. As opposed to voi. Absolutely. Which Zerlina we have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we have voi, the open. Voi, with three. And the two. And voi. Closed O. We do have one interesting thing at the end of tu conosci la mia, and then we have F E and an apostrophe. What's the apostrophe for, and what does that mean? Is a is a abkurzung. Um, uh, uh, shortening. For fede. Faithfulness. Right. Faith. Fede. Closed. With apostrophe. Fe. So you always keep it closed. <laughs> it's the same but, vowel. But became. And just to reiterate what we said in the. In the Zerlina Giovan- Giovanni, G, <laughs> we have at the last sentence this forse un giorno. There we have the GI and we also have CI. Giorno, cielo. Giorno. No. <laughs> cielo. <laughs> no. Wow. But we have pietà. This is stronger. That's because the consonant. Right. Before. G, C. No. Then we don't say it. Pietà, yes. We also have, at the end of this recitativo accompagnato, we have a false rhyme. Oh, like, yes, it's still a rhyme. Mm-hmm. But, 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 a visual rhyme. Yes. <laughs> no, we're talking about sensibile mio core, abbastanza per te mi parla amore. Core. Core is open. It's open. Amore is closed. And if we remember, it's be- the core is because it, the old word was cuore, with a glide. And after glides, the vowels usually open. And amore is like signore. Signore, amore, is like this. I and I did have one question about something that you see in some scores. We have non sedur la costanza, but sometimes you'll see in certain scores non sedur la mia costanza. And which is actually right? You're right. That was a, uh, a mistake from Mozart that composed non sedur la mia costanza, that wrote, that's in the autograph. It's wrong. It was it was tired. So, so there's <laughs> sure. no mia. No, there's no mia for 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 reason that is it's um, re, uh, rado, uh, repetizione of sedur la mia costanza that is mio core. That's that's wrong. It's for the metric. The, the verses will be has to be composed from seven syllables. Yeah, for the meter. Yeah, and also musically, in some scores you have that abbastanza. And some people do A natural and some people do A flat. What do you prefer? I cannot say something in between. No? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so strange. I, I prefer the most dissonant okay. version. Okay. Just because it sounds more prima donna. Okay. <laughs> we talked about raddoppiamento without really explaining it here very clearly. We had talked about this with Fabio Centani in episode 2 as well. In English, it's called phrasal doubling, and this is the rule whereby after some words that end in vowels, 
the starting consonant of the next word is doubled. Colorni's Singer's Italian has a rather extensive list of words that cause this phrasal doubling after them. But an easy rule to learning them is that exclamations like a and o, many prepositions, and interrogative words, question words, like who, what, uh, qui, que, and any word that ends with an accent will double the consonant that follows. Some very normal examples that we didn't use here, chissà, who knows, che fai, what are you doing? And as we said, the word dio, always starts with a double D, no matter what comes before it. Felice Venanzoni is a native of Pesaro, Italy, which is near Rossini's birthplace. Besides his current position as head coach of Oper Frankfurt, he was on the music staff of the Salzburger Festspiel this summer playing Don Giovanni, and will be assisting Jean-Christophe Spinozzi at Châtelet this season on the Barber of Seville, and will also be doing a show at Théâtre Andavine. I had a chance to talk with him a little more in-depth about the, the difference between singing an aria and a recitative. So could you talk to us a little bit about the difference between singing a recitativo and singing an aria? Easy. Recitativo is recitare. So to singing speak. Singing an aria is singing. Speak and have the freedom of the, the speaking words. Mm -hmm. They are fixed in the recitativo. Yeah. Even if we <laughs> if we think that is not, there's a lot of freedom that we can take from the uh, in the in the secco, all these black uh, balls, yeah, the notes <laughs> are just to indicate us more the the intonazione, the pitch, how how high, which pitch, yeah. Have to, yeah. and not the speed. The speed is made just from the text and the punteggiatura, the punctuation, right. That means we will take a, we will have a pause, we will have a break, we will have a cesura, we will have a breath, whatever, only when we find a comma, a colon, semicolon, a punto. A period, and yeah. Or it. question marks. That's it. When we don't find, we go through. Even if there's a rest. Even if there is a rest, because the rest indicates something else. Mm -hmm. An example, Don Giovanni. Tal parola non vale un zero. Semicolon. Pause. Well done, Mozart. Voi non siete fatta per essere paesana, say the test. But after fatta, Mozart put a pause. We will sing. Alp singing. Voi non siete fatta per essere paesana. So we completely pause. ignore that pause. Yes, because of the meaning of the text. Because this pause means the end of the verse. Mm -hmm. Of the verse in the poetry. In the poetry. Is a, is a metrical fact. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the way that the interpreter, the singer, has to give this text. After Paesana, due punti. Pause. Un'altra sorte vi procura con gli occhi briconcelli. Again, another pause after sorte. But I have no comma, no punct note. Go through. Quella bretti si belli. Pause. Well done. And comma. Quelle di tucce candide dorose. Two punti, no pause from Mozart. So we have that we colon there. We will take this pause. So even though there's nothing there, take your time with that. Yes. As not Felice Venanzoni inventing this, but <laughs> years, <laughs> centuries of books, of method, of trattati, of libelli, <laughs> yeah. of whatever, where. So it's, uh, it's clear that for us, the, the, the meaning, giving, 
to give the meaning of the text is the most important stuff, and not to give uh, the the no, the tones, the notes the as written, notes, the because notes, the yeah. definition of recitativo is recitare and not an aria. In the aria, we have to do exactly the contrary. We have to feel our feelings, meaning, in a structure that is fixed. We cannot change because we have an orchestra, because we have a rhythm, because everything is written and mm-hmm. have two suites <laughs> yeah. in, in this in this structure. The resits is exactly the contrary. We have no uh, structure. Box. <laughs> yeah. We have nothing. We have just a chamber or an amaclavier, whatever that follows the singer, and we are alone with the audience, and we have to. Uh, convince the audience, we have to let the audience understand, we have to tell a story, to entertain. Yeah. We cannot waste time with, 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 with wrong accent, with wrong poses. They are not, they were not, let's say, exactly written. You don't find in a manuscript all the comma, all the, they come from libretto. Uh, they were not so exact because the composer knew that everything was in the hand of the interpret. Yeah. It was a moment of theater and not of music. A moment of glory sometimes yeah. for the singers that they was able to show the um, capacity as actors yeah. and not a singer. Yeah, so Resident is more very much from the text. Absolutely interchangeable with the text. That means make a point and make a stop and make a pause when you feel, when you have to, when you feel. Be creative. There's nothing written. Yeah. That's you. How much of a difference then is there between a secco, which is with just with harpsichord, or a accompagnato recitative, which has the full orchestra with it? The accompagnato. I mean, when you when you sing an accompagnato, you have to think that there is an orchestra. The orchestra cannot move as fast as a, a cembalo. Uh, from a recit, we need more ritmo. Uh, let's say more upbeats. Uh-huh. I mean, your phrasing is leading. Uh, the, today we say the conductor. At the time, there was not a conductor. The musician to catch the rhythm of your phrasing. If you think that there was no conductor, it was always made from Monteverdi until the 19th century. It was always like this. You catch the upbeat from the upbeat of the of the singer. Of the accent, the right. singer was in charge. Absolutely. That's why you keep. Uh, I, I want to say you keep the. the the, the the feelings, the colors, uh, as in a secco, mm-hmm. you try to deal with uh, what an orchestra needs. Yeah. The orchestra needs always an upbeat. I give me with my voice, the feeling, an upbeat. Yeah. We talked a little about ignoring the rests in the recits and only going by the punctuation. I was always taught that as well, and I'd learned that the rests only serve to fill out that 4-4 meter, as I said, everything's in 4-4, and they're intended to make the singer get off that last unstressed syllable in a word. But Felice added another fascinating layer to this off-tape. The rests are also to create an internal meter in the poetry of 7 or 11 syllables. Just in the examples we use today from Don Giovanni, you can see how this works. Al fin siam liberati seven, derlinetta gentil da quel scioccone, eleven, che ne dite mio ben so far pulito, eleven, signore mio marito. If you elide those e's, you see you have seven syllables. 
There may be other rests sprinkled in, but this is the basic structure that almost all recitatives follow, and the rests will come after that seven or eleven syllables definitely. Now, knowing this might not help you express the text better, but it will give you a better understanding of its construction, and honestly, I just like to know why things are the way they are, and this was the best answer I'd ever heard about rests in recitative. And that's our show for today. To find out more about Felice Venanzoni, or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you like this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that more people can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we'll be concentrating on the German CH in all its forms. <laughs>